What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 35 of The Overview. I'm Chan Man V, and I'm joined today by Fish Sticks over here, who's looking very nice and contrasty today. I like it. It's like I mean, it's so, the same so, exact setup. I don't, I don't understand. I don't know why okay, it looks whatever. so different, but it, it looks cool. I definitely like it. Uh, <laughs> of course, joined also by Flame, returning again. What's up, buddy? Not much. Glad to be here. All right, good stuff. Good stuff. You look cold there. Is it like wintry oh, over there? I just got out from outside. It's like raining and cold and gross out. Not a fan. All right. Yeah. East Coast ball. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And we've got our first time guest. Grego is in the house. What's up with this beanie and everything? Signature beanie. What's up, man? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, uh, lots of interesting news, particularly with Grego, with a new team and everything. We're going to kick things off by talking to him about that. Um, a new tournament, NA tournament, was announced too, the Winter Premier. Uh, also, new map is out on PTR. Uh, we're going to, of course, we're going to talk about our week in Overwatch too. Uh, season two just ended. Season three will be starting very, very soon too. Uh, and then lastly, just the events. We cover just Apex with the semifinals. Both matches happened, uh, as well as DreamHack. Uh, pretty interesting uh, development there, at least in the finals or whatnot. Q&A, as always, at the end, guys. So have your questions ready. We didn't get any email Q&As, this, or at least email questions this time around. So um, if you are listening on iTunes or whatnot, be sure to email your questions to theoverview at chainmanv.tv, and we'll read them out next week. But this week, we'll, we'll do the same Twitter. You know, if you got questions, tweet that over to me at chainmanv, or just hang around in Twitch chat, and we'll answer those questions. Okay, let's start off by talking to Grego about his brand new team that was announced. Uh, was it announced earlier today? Or was it late yesterday? I, I think I might have late yesterday. Yeah, late yesterday. Okay, and the, the name of the team is Really Cool Guys, which is a pretty interesting name. I like it. I like it. How'd you come up with that? Um, I think it's just based off the selection of players. They're all uh, really cool guys. It's pretty, it's pretty much as simple as that. All right. Every early fledgling esport has just a flurry of uh, hilarious names until everyone gets sponsored, which... I, I would have went for like a sponsor knockoff or something. Like there were a few teams that did that, right? <laughs> Wait, which ones? I, didn't, I might miss that. Oh my god, what? You guys know what I'm talking about, right? I forget what I, they I were. Do, uh, I remember the names. I just remember what they were. Like, like, like D8 or something like that? I mean, what, like, what, what, are, what are we talking about here? It was something like that. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Okay, okay. It was like instead of fanatic, you would just say you were like fanatics, like with a oh, with an you know, S, stuff okay. like that. Yeah, yeah or like even. just dumb stuff like that. There was like a whole slew oh, yeah, of teams. Yeah, CLG. There you go. Yeah, CLG. We united. Oh yeah, we united. Right, right, right. Thank I God really for Twitch our, chat, man. Thank we're, God for Twitch chat. Yeah, exactly. Jesus. I really liked our old team name before Cloud Nine. Google me. Google, Google me. me. Yeah. Google me was a good one too. What was it before that? Like soda, something about soda, soda cans or something. Soda cans, <laughs> soda cans that even... would get confused with soda that was poppings. Was on the before... team. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Team Solo Mitt with a T. Solo Mitt. Okay, interesting. Uh, so really cool guys. I, li- I like it. So let's take a look at the roster. So it's it's you and Reaver, um, which it sounds like you guys had a great rapport with each other. I'm guessing since you guys you know left C9 together. Yeah, Reaver was probably my favorite teammate on C9. I felt like he had like the best uh, team play versus like just like straight up energy, like willing to win and bring his like a game to every tournament and live match. Okay, and uh, I think one of the big names that 
you know is on here that a lot of people are probably hyped about is just Shatter because lots of folks know Shatter just from his stream, just playing with you know just the various players and. I mean, his Genji play at this point is just famous. So um, finally seeing him on a team uh, is, is pretty hype. What, what do you think of Shatter as a teammate? Uh, he's fitting in pretty well. I mean, I have like no ties to Shatter before this. I was, just, oh, I was okay. looking for a projectile player. And um, we looked at a couple players. And it just seemed like the most realistic option if it worked out. So we tried him. We ended up really, like, we ended up really liking him. Yeah, it's that's yeah, it's gonna be pretty fun to watch you guys actually coordinate on that and Shatter and Reaver together too. That's gonna be pretty. Well, that, that sounds like your DPS solidified there, unless right, you're switching exactly. to a Widow main, Grego. Uh, you might oh. see me play some Widow, but okay, I support. I'm, I'm sticking with Lucio. He's my boy. Okay, All right, that's good stuff. And yeah, let's talk about Frisco and Wonderfuls and and Rob too. How did you coordinate with those guys? So. Wonderfuls, kind of the same story as Shatter. We were looking for a tank, and um, uh, we just tried him out. He's got really, really good teamwork, and uh, a couple other players were, or a couple other teams were looking at like trying him out and stuff. So he seemed like um, like an obvious answer, I guess, to like look at first, and um, tried out a couple others, some from teams, some not from uh, current sponsored teams, and he stood out the most to us. Rob, I played with uh, I played with him in CS about two years ago, and he just made a really good uh, like he made a really good impression on me. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to team with him again, and same with Frisco. We played with each other in Shoot Mania, and he's probably the best teammate I've ever had. Um, we did really well in that game, and he's been grinding Overwatch since beta, and I, I just feel like he hasn't gotten the right opportunity. So I'm yeah. I'm really looking forward to seeing what those guys can do. Yeah, it's a perfect example of, again, just more players that, you know, that have been just waiting their turns, I guess, you know, trying to get on teams. Uh, so really excited about, I mean, just get a chance to see those guys and maybe get to know those guys a little bit more, at, just even as a spectator and fan. Um, how long have you guys been playing? Like, like, is this literally just solidified and you guys announced like yesterday? Or has it been you know, maybe like a couple weeks or so that before deciding to let everybody know? Uh, the roster just got, I guess, like, for real solidified like, uh, almost two weeks ago and we've been practicing with this core for okay. about two weeks cool it hasn't been like an everyday thing because there's been so many teams like traveling out of the country that we can't we can't even get scrims all the time there's a limited amount of teams that we can even scrim against and if you know the overwatch scene people cancel like every <laughs> single day and we're like you Scared, know we're yeah. just trying to find scrims we're just trying to get any scrims we can so yeah is there any politics with the whole scrims thing? Like, I've never actually heard very much of it, but is there, like, any, like, oh, no, we're not going to play with you guys. Like, just, nah, you know, you're not well-known enough for us to practice against. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, everyone's fairly aware of the, the pro Overwatch Discord, like mm -hmm. the all the purple names, which are the pro, quote-unquote, pro players. <laughs> right, so. right. We're if anybody any of those players want to scrim against us, we're cool with it. We'll give them a shot, and if they're not trolling us in scrims, even if they're not running the meta or something like that, then we'll continue to play them as long as they're not. Uh, usually, the teams on there aren't bad. Yeah. So, first event for you guys, what's that going to be? Um, 
LAN event? I don't know. Online, we're playing the Alienware oh, nice. monthly melee. Cool. The first and, uh, I think it's first and second. It's on the first for sure. Yeah, it's like this weekend, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Two days. That'll be exciting it's, to see. So, wait, isn't that tomorrow? It starts tomorrow, tomorrow right? Thursday. Yeah. Oh, tomorrow. yeah. yeah wait, never mind. I'm, I'm wrong. And then uh, we're playing the winter premiere qualifiers. All right. So, which yeah, are yeah. the 10th to 13th, I believe. Get to see you guys right away. Good stuff. Um, yep, yep. Yeah, Ben, you got, a, got any questions? Oh, it's a pretty interesting mix of players. We haven't seen Frisco, I feel, on a team for a while, uh, or Shatter, uh, but most of these guys have been sort of bouncing around from team to team. Thunderfalls uh, so, on that phase Mendo roster. Yeah. From yeah. Months ago. <laughs> that, right. that totally played games, absolutely. They they played tons of games. No, they didn't really play. But uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's good to see everyone coming together. Uh, and just goes to show you, there's, there's still pretty deep uh, pool of players out there looking for teams and we even have some in chat right now. But um, I, I think for you guys, like uh, one thing that stood out to me instantly seeing this again was what is with Overwatch and having teams with players from different regions? Like almost every single team in this scene has a European and a North American and it's a worldly now we've got Thai players. Dude. Like <laughs> I've never seen this happen with any other team game before. It's, it's actually pretty neat. I think Overwatch everyone has the a... incentive to move, right? Yeah, I, that I might be that. part of it. Wait, so Overwatch is a Overwatch is a diverse game with many cultures and you know, it's yeah. accepting, right? Yeah. Well, and also, yeah, I, uh, it, it seems like the pings aren't too bad. You know, if uh, you know, we, we are getting a lot of cross-server play with at least EU and NA. That mixing up is not a big, as big a deal as some of the other games were. That's kind of nice. That's for yeah. sure. Um, I definitely wanted to build like a like an all NA roster and just get that whole NA pride thing going on, but uh, I mean, you got pretty close. It's hard. It's really hard to get like your best option on uh, every role and with contracts and all that stuff. Like I definitely there's NA projectile players who I could have picked up and probably been very happy with, but it just made a little less sense as far as building a new team mm-hmm. and starting from scratch, I guess. I keep my eyes keep wandering over to the Twitch chat where Tailspin was very recently chatting. <laughs> NA projectile <laughs> players. Uh, hmm. Yeah, yeah, that one. Still wondering, Tailspin, where are you going, exactly, Ronnie? Buddy, we're gonna have a uh, we're gonna have really awesome dudes come out with Tailspin, <laughs> 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 heading away on that one. Uh, but what are your thoughts also on just the whole league? Like, do you, did you feel? you had to create your own team before this league is announced or did you f- have any feelings on that or did that that play no role in, in really just getting a new team together uh, i think it didn't really matter to me as far as like i wasn't building a new team based off of the new league i was just building a new team based off of what i thought was the right thing to do mm-hmm. um you know when i joined cloud nine we were doing really really well and there's just I've always come to the same problem on like any team I've been on, whether they're successful or not. And it's like, they seem to just implode from the inside out at some point. Uh, There's, there's just something that like two players just either they're like calling over each other or they just straight up don't get along and it gets really personal and the improvement just doesn't happen as quickly as it should. So Mm. I wanted to build a team where none of that stuff would happen, but, Oh, the players are skillful enough to where we can just like grow and be a really stable and um, continuously improving team. 
That's important. I mean, those, oh, all I'm, those, I'm sure the league is going to help with that, having a bit more structure built around it. But uh, it still is still is the Wild West for Overwatch right now, and mm-hmm. there's no there's not a lot of uh, consistency. So I think it's going to take a while for things to settle down. I don't know, FPS gamers, man. We we just have <laughs> egos. We all have egos. It's yeah. a problem. It's not even it's FPS. Like the most, it's all games. <laughs> well, it's like the most physical like uh, type of game i guess because it's you know you're flailing your your mouse hand around <laughs> like trying to shoot heads i don't know it's a little it's, it's a high little stress physical a yeah. little less cerebral kind of wow egos arguing with the dirty bomb egos and, the <laughs> egos and then everyone thinks they're the best at all these games that don't matter and i mean everyone really knows the tribes is the best so <laughs> oh, I mean, wow i think they all have their their, their own skill sets for sure i think the wow players are very uh very politically skilled yeah, it's a very, sure. very, very political game. They know how to play their cards. I don't mean that. They know how to play their cards. They know how to play their cards. They know how to play their RNG correctly. They exactly. play around the Roadhog hooks. And the... <laughs> wow, wow. Uh, well, definitely good luck to you guys. I can't wait to see you guys play this weekend, actually, just to get a first glimpse at uh, you know, how, how you guys look and what you guys are playing. Um, any... Any surprises in store? You don't have to share them with us, but you got any surprises in store for Alienware? Uh, no surprises. Ah, okay. I mean, I think we can surprise people with their results. It's either going to be right. extremely yeah. exciting or it's going to be like, ah, shit. Like, oh, we just... <laughs> we'll you know, give like, them a few weeks. Maybe it was too soon, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, it's a good opportunity, so we're just going to give it our all. And We're a brand new team. I mean, like I said, we've had two weeks of scrims, so... Yeah. We'll, we'll see. All right. Cool. Good deal. Okay. Why don't we talk about the winter premiere, given that you guys will be um, you know, pr- competing in the qualifiers too. That was announced, um, I think, right after last uh, show too. And this is going to be a NA-only tournament, $100,000 prize pool. And Blizzard actually announced it, right? So they, they always obviously have something to do with it. Um, Oh really? I actually missed that. So they they well, officially promoted this. Instead? Yeah, yeah. They partnered with oh. like I guess NGE for this event. So mm. um, yeah, this is a Blizzard sanctioned event officially. Pretty. So you guys, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk, but I don't think I'm not allowed to talk. <laughs> uh oh. Speak. But like no no. So like I know people that work at NGE or that were getting recruited to work at NGE. Like I don't know. I want to say it was like a year ago. Okay. I mean, I say a year, but when did Overwatch come out? Like. Yeah, a year ago. I mean, the beta probably, came yeah, out. Yeah, it was actually probably like a year ago. So yeah. maybe like six or seven months ago, they were like headhunting casters for like this org. And we were like, what's NGE? And I, knew, I had like new, known friends that were like getting recruited. And one of them actually went there and is like working there now. But I think like they were creating like this organization or like this organization was like going into Overwatch, like with the intent of like being big in Overwatch, like this NGE org. Good for them. So they started hiring like really big TF2 casters to like try to train them up for like professional skills and stuff like that. So, okay. I don't know. I just know that they were like set on eventually becoming a big Overwatch casting or like tournament org. So what you're telling us is they're they're probably well-funded and they're they're going to want to compete with the DreamHacks and the 
ESLs and the uh, yes, yes, and the yes. banana culture. Yes, banana bananas. I think that they're going. They're gonna go. In. I mean, their website's very nice. It's very basic, but there's yeah. like snowflakes falling in the background. I'm a fan. He's got snowflakes. snowflakes in the background. I'm um, not but you know, this yet another NA tournament. That's that's NA only tournament. It's weird. Like, we go from none <laughs> to like just a ton of them, you know, at least two in a row, like in the month of December. Uh, so that's really exciting for NA uh, Overwatch, and um, you know, exciting for teams like real, really cool guys too. Uh, as far as the qualifiers, I guess there's just an open tournament and afterwards eight teams will then advance into a round robin stage that's different so, so i talked to the to a little bit because he wanted to like bounce ideas off me because i know people that work there and <laughs> you mentioned saying, that now multiple times <laughs> uh, i'm just saying i don't want to i'm not affiliated with this event like i'm not working this event or anything i'm just throwing this out there but um i think they wanted to do a round robin group stage with like two like instead of just one it would be two you'd play every team twice and that would be how they decided seeds for the playoffs so like, oh. it could be really really good because i don't think any tournaments done that yet it takes a lot of time but okay. i'm not making promises i guess is what i'm trying to say like don't quote me <laughs> okay so you'd have to play every team twice wow that's that's definitely different. or just the teams in your group mm, okay mm. yeah yeah with eight teams you might be able to yeah pull that off if uh you have like multi-day event that'd yeah. be kind of cool is it just a best of two then? And then like overall I would assume, again? but that would I mean that would make more sense to me, right? Like the way Dota does it, where it's yeah. two mm-hmm. maps and then you get like three points for a win and then one point for a tie, stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. That, I'm all 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 up for new formats. All aboard the NG train. Exactly. Let's just let's just see how it goes, man. That's definitely great. But a hundred thousand, man, that's a lot just for an NA tournament. So um, uh, I think MLG is 100k too, right? Or is it the 50k or is it 100k? I forget what MLG is. I want to say like 75. It's like right in the middle. <laughs> okay, no, I don't know. It's I right in the middle of what I was thinking. Something like uh, that. Uh, but anyway, a lot of money for teams to get. That's that's absolutely cool. Um, it looks like the round robin stage begins right after Christmas too for this one. So this one will go on till the end of the month. Oh, it's 100. Okay, okay. so multiple yeah, MLG. Okay, good stuff. All right, really exciting. It'll be, it'll be great to see, um, you know, how, how this does, and if it if it becomes uh, if, it, if it is successful, I'm sure we'll see another event soon after from the uh, NR, NGE. <laughs> what is the NRG? That yeah, NGE guys here. So uh, another player, more tournaments. That can't be a bad thing for the scene. Uh, all right, at least ne- not at this point. No. Yeah, definitely <laughs> not at this point. All right, next thing uh, in the news here is that Oasis is out on the PTR, the the brand new map that they announced at BlizzCon. Uh, it's taken some time, obviously a few weeks, to actually get it out there on onto the PTR, PTR for us to see. But um, this is actually a little sooner than I expected. I was I was thinking it would be like in December before we would see you know this map at all. But they just made it in to November. And um, some folks have been streaming. It literally just happened, probably like an hour or couple, maybe a couple hours ago. So I haven't gotten a chance to, to take a look at it yet. Any of you guys got a chance to see it yet or see the jump pad or anything? I am opening streams of people playing it right now. <laughs> As a look. But, yeah, this I've this was released like two hours ago, so we haven't had much time here, guys. How's it look? I was watching some, mm-hmm. I was watching some streams, and it looks like it looks beautiful. Yeah. I mean, yeah. personally, I love that whole like desert 
you know, palm trees and a little bit of a couple ponds here and there, something like that. It looks pretty nice, Mirages, but yeah. a little futuristic as well. I don't know where that came from. I guess just Overwatch times. The color palette is okay. it's somewhat Numbani-esque, I guess. But uh, Are we going to be confusing this? A bit this... more tropical. <laughs> Are we going to no, be confusing Stuttgart and Numbani again with, with Oasis? I, I hope we don't <laughs> have that discussion again. <laughs> I'm just seeing a, a Reinhardt like Reinhardt's like charging and using the jump pad and continue to charge for like miles. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Looks pretty fantastic. Oh man, charge into the the other spawn point. So one thing, I mean, I obviously haven't gotten a chance to see it, but one thing uh, we did talk uh, to, I think Aaron Keller, um, as well as some of the other uh, d- uh, designers, uh, when we were doing the panel that we had, when they talked about Oasis, they they mentioned that they learned a few things or they liked a few things from Ilios Ruins, just the fact that you had that kind of sunken area that was really the focus of the map, but then you had all the area around it that was great for skirmishes and whatnot, and it sounded like they were applying that sort of design, or at least that kind of model to this map, too. Um, I don't know, can you guys tell? <laughs> is there is there like a sunken I mean, it, area that's like the objective, or anything like that? It looks more... The point looks more open than most other King of the Hill points. It's not really a confined area. So I guess it has that relative. Yeah, it's definitely the open same. like the ruins. Right, right. And so Farrah can just like fly, fly around and just shoot all kinds of things. Okay, well, anyways, you got those of you that are, you know, watching, just maybe, maybe check it out. Just hop on the PTR, play it. We'll, we'll definitely talk a lot more about it next week whenever we get a chance to experience it. Um, <laughs> I will say the the jump pads look rather violent. It's not. Uh, it's even like it bounces you even quicker than it did in Quake. Uh, so it's really you know you, it, it's not like going up a jump pad is going to leave you very vulnerable. It looks like it's it's actually pretty fast. I mean, yeah, is, anyway, is, like, that's my one observation. I, I is it a flat like is the jump pad actually like a flat emblem on the ground or is it an actual pad? You know, like that sort of thing. It just bounces you up. I kind of hard to see mm, okay. streams right now. Okay. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about our week and playing um, Overwatch. Have you guys played a bunch? I mean, I know Ben. Like literally, the season ended right out like the the day after the show. So um, yeah, how did season two end for you guys? Um, I got I got both of my accounts to four K plus, I guess, which is not like super insane for a pro. But I don't I don't grind ranked all that much. So yeah, it was uh, it was good. What number did you get? Like, we had Mangachu on here last week, so he was obviously, like, trying for that, that one spot. Yeah. And he got it. Yeah, and he got it. <laughs> just... I got up to, like, three, like only, like, position 300 or something like that. Okay. And I, yeah. uh, it was right before I left for, um, what was it, BlizzCon, and then I decayed. Yeah. Some bad. The decay is, is rough. How about you, Fish Sticks? Uh, I played a couple games before... Uh, in between the last show, I think I got up to back up to forty seven hundred, or sorry, thirty seven hundred. Wow, forty seven hundred. That'd be number one. I'm actually the number one <laughs> exactly. player. Exactly. That would be uh, number one. Yeah, I haven't had a awesome. chance to play too too much uh, since ranked went away. I've uh, been been playing a couple characters that I'm really suck at, like McCree. Um, but I will say one kind of silver lining for at least fans of Overwatch about uh, this. Uh, lack of having ranked is that like all the all the uh, pro players and streamers have been playing pickup games and uh, pre-mades like constantly so actually the quality of games that you're that you can find on twitch right now is is through the roof because you're seeing like pro player pickup games 
versus the usual ranked. So it's been a, a nice little silver silver lining for the fans at least. Yeah, I don't it's, know if it's probably a huge difference because like quick play, I think right now is just like I've been trying to play Diva and whatnot, but it's like I end up playing Diva like on a you know an escort map or whatnot, and there's nobody playing Reinhardt, and it's just like God, this is like this is not fun at all. So a lot of the compositions I feel like at least where I'm playing aren't the the greatest right now in quick play, but um, but yeah, the streams I I, I know what you mean then. Like they've been extremely good good games for sure. Flame, how about you, man? Yeah, I was gonna say like if this wasn't a social experiment, it like wound up being a social experiment. <laughs> it like turned this toxic NA scene into like this very friendly make a pug every night. Everyone's yeah, playing yeah. together, being <laughs> friendly and streaming together. I it think there good. were like six pugs going on at once. Yeah. Really? That's a lot. A lot. Holy and like crap. this is only in like that one channel, and then there's like yeah. other channels, like even some of the streamers are have, have like their own internal pugs going on now. Like people are just becoming friends because they have to, because they don't have anything. Like they can't play <laughs> any other way. So it's kind of nice. Um It's good. I decayed the last day, so I lost top five hundred on my main, which was pretty unfortunate. But I got my other accounts. So like Wait, does top 500 count where you actually end, or does it just count No, but high? when you go to my profile, yeah. like, the one account is, like, 4,050 or something, and it's not 4,070, which is, like, what it needed to be. Oh. <laughs> oh, so my icon's yellow and not blue. That's so brutal. That's yeah. brutal. It's okay, though. We'll get over <laughs> it. Got my nice little spray. I'm excited yeah. for Season 3, though. I played a little bit of PTR, too. Symmetra's really good. A little yeah, crazy. We talked about it a lot. So, what what, what part of, what part of Symmetra is really good that you noticed? Um, I mean, nothing changes about her kit so much, and I don't really mind the seventy five health shield since you can like essentially remove all of them in one go. It's just oh. making that happen is really hard. I found out. It's like you you have to kill that <laughs> shield generator. And it's like this 400 HP monster <laughs> that you have to get through. And like you have to kind of bank on them not setting up a fortress trying to protect it. Where they so, have the six sentries now that they can just throw. Yeah, like I was it. trying to do it yesterday at Sombra. And I'm like going in there. And you have to like, you unload an entire clip. And it still has health. And you're like, okay, should I e- is it worth it to EMP this? And I wasn't even sure if EMP was going to work on it. Like remove the shield. So I didn't even do it. But I'll figure that out next time. I was too busy trying to win the quick play game. <laughs> you can have If the EMP right? works, though, then, it'll, then it's great. Sombra will just counter straight up. But it's not. Then. And, and a, just a tiny bit of news about that. Apparently Sombra will not be coming with the new season Symmetra. Symmetra, or, sorry Symmetra. i did that like five times last show too uh, Symmetra <laughs> will not be coming with the with the new season so or the it's new Symmetra, rather it's definitely a bummer you can hack I'm the happy, teleport i'm happy about it but i'm sad i'm not trying I'm to hack i'm not trying to hack it i'm trying to emp the shields off the teleporter oh, oh, i'm like okay, reading okay. twitch chat right now got it got it i'm it's happy all shield. That- I'm happy that they didn't include her, though, because I feel like she is, like, a little too strong. I don't know. It seems like her teleporter is too hard to kill for what it gives you. Like, 75 extra HP, and then you set up a fortress on top of it that's 400 HP to kill, like, your your entire squad is just stacked at that point. Well, it like, is like, it is 150 shields. So if you can EMP the shields off it, then it's only 50 health, and you can just mow it down with Sombra, but... I don't know. I, I'm kind of against. Archon, man. <laughs> I'm against like the hard counter concept. Sometimes, like sometimes it feels too hard countery. You know, it's like okay, they have Symmetra. Like I don't actually know that you can go any hero but Sombra or Tracer <laughs> to kill yeah. it now. How effective yeah, is I, the shield generator? 
You mean the extra it 75 seems HP on everybody? Extremely. Yeah. It yeah. seems I mean, the better. Range, like the actual perimeter. Oh, it's, it's huge. It's, it's huge. huge. Yeah, okay. It's huge. Yeah, because I, I, I was I was like debating. We were talking about it last show, and it was you know I think we all concluded it was huge. But then like I was talking to other people, and they're like, no, that's not that much. Big. I think I was talking to Stir, and he's like, oh, that's not much bigger than, you know, just Maze Blizzard or something it's like, like five times the size of Maze. That's, that's what I said. That's what I said. I was like, what are you talking about? And okay, so it is huge. So we the were shield right. thing is really cool too. Like the right, the E, the projected shield. Oh yeah, yeah. How does that? Yeah, you like yeah, create yeah. this like barrier. You create like a Reinhardt shield that just floats in front of you, so you can like Dude, I gotta you, you can like yeah. throw it in front of you and then run behind it and like mow people down with the extended range on the gun. It's pretty sick actually, but it, it takes a little bit of finesse. Is it really slow? Like crazy slow? Uh, you can like walk with it. Oh my god! But, Holy crap! That's amazing. <laughs> Dude, that's gonna be awesome. Do some crazy chases and like blink back and forth. That's amazing. It. I'm just thinking of like ruins on Ilios, yeah. uh, you know, opening up just like a slow shield coming at them. Like, they're that's gonna be a great way to also well, think about this too. Because someone brought this up, it wasn't me, but imagine if you're trying to play against like a Widowmaker on Gibraltar and you just throw a shield at her. Oh yeah, and suddenly she's just like deal with this giant Reinhardt shield, just constantly walking at her every seven seconds, so she can't shoot through it. It's pr- it sounds really good, she's, but I yeah, don't she's know pretty much out of action for like five seconds, right? Like whenever you do that, and that's that's pretty awesome. Shoot like the line of sight from the cart to the widow, just force her. I don't know. There's definitely some weird things you can do with it, but Dude, I'm just envisioning it, no limits with six symmetrists throwing those shields. People, and people were saying it. it was bugged, but I don't know. If it's still bugged, I haven't tried it. People were saying that you could EMP through it and it would still do damage and that you could earth shatter through it. So I would expect that that's not supposed oh, to be like that. Wow. Okay. But earth shattering through it is huge. I wouldn't be surprised about the earth shatter. I mean, I don't know. It's Does it floating. float? Does it, I mean, yeah. it floats, right? Yeah, but if, so. you, if you put your like crosshair in a position where it has to touch the ground, like it will touch the ground. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And like intersect the word, yeah. intersect the ground. Okay, I'm definitely, I'm definitely trying that stuff out tonight. I didn't get a chance to to play the PTR too much this week. Um, that sounds amazing, though. Yeah, what, I actually really enjoy her now. Like, yeah. I, I did not like her as a character. I, did, I didn't enjoy playing her at all before, but I think the shield gives her like the ability to actually one v one people or like stand her ground sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it's nice. What role? I mean, do you still play two supports with her, or is she? Replacing one? I mean, you, you've got to fill a role, right? You probably replace one on defense. Okay. Well, I think the solo heal Anna thing is, like, real. It's oh, hard. Okay. Yeah. I, but I think it's possible. I think it depends on the map and, like, line of sights and all that stuff. Like, how easy it is it for your team to set up and you to still be in a good position to have view of everybody and that still be a safe position for you to stand in? Yeah. But, um, obviously, all those things come into factor, but... She definitely like outputs enough healing to where if you're good and you land your shots, it's it's good enough. It's yeah. just it's challenging. Hey, with the centri- yeah. so with the sentries, is it max six still? Even though you get them yeah. all at once, or can you actually get more? It's just uh, not, max six. It's still, max six. Okay, yeah. you just get them all at once though. Okay, cool. Yep. Okay, cool, man. I can't. I think <laughs> that's you can definitely run comps said. completely around her. Is the thing some heroes is like the same thing, right? Like you run Bastion, you have to like design your entire comp around Bastion, yeah, you can true. do the same thing with her for sure. I'm glad she's yeah. not coming to live because I actually feel like she's too strong. I think the shield generator is too good. Um, 
I don't know. I just God, who would it, it doesn't, it doesn't even seem like there's a point in putting down your teleporter first point anymore because the extra seventy five health is just too good. Yeah, that's kind of like, that's kind of that a weird sense. problem that they made too. Is that they switched? They like broke the alt. Because why would you? I don't know why you would ever run the teleporter either. Yeah, there's no. I mean, the teleporter relies on you losing, and like lose technically losing a fight for it to be effective, right? Like that just in itself doesn't really make sense. It's kind of the same problem I have with Mercy Res, but um, mm. yeah, I don't know. I I think the shield is just like much, much mm. better, yeah. much more practical and like yeah. Helping who, your team win fight. Who would have guessed that Symmetra would ever be a <laughs> or a comp that you built around her? That is, that's she's the roadhog counter. You can't kill them when they have the extra seventy five HP. Yeah, hmm. yeah, that's that's true. Okay, well, why don't we move on to I events, mean, guys? Oh, you have a your last comment there. I was or? just saying I didn't even think about that, like countering roadhog, but yeah, counters widow too. Yep. A little bit. Yeah. Extra shot there. Uh, okay, well, why don't we move on to events? And uh, obviously the big event that's uh, been happening or been been the storyline for pretty much for this segment has been the Apex League. And we're in the semifinals now, or at least they just completed the semifinals. We had NDS versus Kongdu Uncia and then Africa Freaks Blue against uh, the BK Stars. So why don't we talk about... Actually, why don't we talk about the Africa BK Stars match first and then we'll save the... The big one with Envious and Kongdu uh, until afterwards. So, who ended up uh, getting a chance to watch this match? I know me and Flame did. Did you guys get a chance to watch it or not? Uh, no, I haven't it? had a moment yet, okay. unfortunately. Yeah, I did not catch that match. Yeah, this this match was <laughs> this was a definitely an interesting match. Uh, one one thing that really stuck out, at least comparing it to the other um, semifinals, was just. There was definitely different compositions in this one, I think, compared to the others. That that was a significant difference in terms of, you know, what DPS characters they were playing. I felt like Genji and Tracer were almost exclusively played. Maybe you see a soldier here and there, while the other one it was like the opposite. Soldier was played a ton, and then you would just see more flex, like just moving around with like Reaper and, and soldier and whatnot. Um, so yeah, what'd you think about that flame? Like in general, what'd you think about just how how these teams matched up with their comps and whatnot? It's hard for me to put stock. I don't know. Like I was overly critical for sure when I watched it on my channel and like put up the vods. I don't even know if I put up the vods because I might have been too like mad about it. But I think it was honestly just because of the patch. Like they were trying out different things because they watched the match between Envy and I guess it was Rogue at that time, mm-hmm. and they had their own kind of meta where they were running like the Diva seventy six, and you saw how good Mickey was, stuff like that. So then when they went into their match, I feel like they had a different plan completely. And you saw them both, like, ditch Reinhardt's mm-hmm. and, nice. like, do all this. They had all these weird ideas. I mean, it worked out for some of them, but the matches themselves looked really, really all over the place. So while I feel like my first thoughts were, like, oh, this is a, like, what am I watching? Like, this isn't high-level Overwatch. It probably had a lot to do with the patch and them trying to, like, figure stuff out on the fly. Mm-hmm. And then doing what they thought worked in scrims. So I'm hoping the finals are better. But like if I had to take anything away from that match, it was that MV should have like a really easy time winning the grand finals. Okay. Like if I was just gonna base it off that specific semifinals yeah, match. Yeah, I mean definitely this the other semifinals I think was the stacked one out of the, the two of them. Um but I did you know, I definitely agree with you. I, I think the matches just seemed a little sloppier just because they probably hadn't you know been practiced with 
playing that comp or, or maybe even playing against the comps that they were playing against. They were both um, like full holding each other. Almost. Yeah, they were full like both holding maps. On maps. Both maps, they great. almost full held each other, yeah. and it was insane. That like, I mean, I know for a fact, like defense obviously got buffed with the patch about around like the twenty five percent ult. So like, if you switch heroes on offense, you kind of get punished really hard now. Yeah. So they kept switching heroes, and then you just keep falling farther and farther behind. So it got really really hard for them, but. I don't think either of them figured that out until maybe like I'm sure they figured it out by now. But during that match, they definitely hadn't figured it out. So watching two teams fold each other is like something that you would expect from like a low level. I don't know. I don't know what to compare that to. It shouldn't happen. Yeah, I mean, Genji was extremely. I feel like Genji was crazy effective in that. Um, I think it was what Arhan is it Arhan that was playing Genji in that one. Um, th- that uh, it was just crazy how effective he was given that. I mean, Diva was all over him, and and uh, it just the the various tanks were just usually are just really good against Genji. So definitely, yeah, nano boosted Dragon yeah, Blade nana, has no exactly. limits. I mean, like it's, it's it's there's like a weird thing in the game right now too, where some heroes just don't like they're not good against certain heroes. Like you don't really want to play Genji into Roadhog, mm-hmm. but if you can nano boost him, do you really care? <laughs> it's like you can you can make up for certain hero disadvantages with alt advantages and. I think that they figured. I mean, they definitely figured that out during that match. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but I think the the funniest thing that happened in the match, and I think a lot of people probably talk about it, was literally how the very last game ended, which was there was just a squatting Genji behind the 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 payload that ended up, you know, making the mark. So this oh, was yeah. a, this was Gibraltar. Yeah, this it was, was times Gibraltar. three too. It wasn't even just times one. Like when you watch it from that point of view, you <laughs> think it's just times one. You're like, okay, the Genji back half. It was like, no, there were literally three people on that cart and it did not get touched. Yeah, and then the rest of the know. team literally was like up on Staring the at Hanzo. Yeah, there was definitely chasing down Hanzo when when like they were all up. Like the entire team was up. The BK Star team was completely up, and they yeah they just kind of allowed that to to finish, which was shocking there. Um, but okay, so let's talk about the Envy and the the um, the KU game. Uh, this so this, I felt like this game was probably the the finals. Uh, I think a lot of people felt that way. I think Flame you mentioned it earlier too. Uh, th- whoever would win this would probably win the tournament. Um, really close match. I think it. It went back and forth too. It started really with with Kongdu getting out to a lead. Um, I felt like I felt like uh, Birding just was getting the better of of Endius in the, in the first two games, and then it just kind of like swung around as the games were going. Um, but Flame, what did you think? Or actually, all of us watched this one, right? I think Grego and Fishsticks watched this one too, right? I so, watched a bit of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, uh, my memory's failing me a bit, but I remember. Mickey was doing insane, yes. on Diva, yeah, yes. which ended yeah. up just being like a perfect disaster. I think somebody used that example before, and it just made too much sense, especially since like Bromos gets to play Soldier now, and I bet he's just having a ton of fun with it, which is uh, definitely part of like having the right mentality to win, just like feeling the character that you're playing and mm-hmm. bringing up the spirits of your team. Yeah, totally. I mean, Mickey's. I don't think I've ever seen as many diva ults in the last two weeks from <laughs> a kill than like as many people as as Mickey's uh, ults have done. I mean, obviously it has a lot to do with his teammates too, setting him up. But but still, it's just like there there were such key moments when that they would happen. It, it was huge. Fishsticks, what do you think of the match? Well, first of all, if you haven't watched this yet, you absolutely should. It's really one of the more entertaining matches uh, over the last couple of weeks or months, even just Twitch.tv slash OG and Global. Uh, check out the VOD. It's really, really worth watching. Comes down to three to two. 
in the end. And, you know, Chris, I actually will agree with you about one thing. Uh, Bird Ring He's carrying is <laughs> I honestly think he he's like the best Roadhog that I wow. know of right now. Really? I, I honestly think so. Like he just played so sick the entire game. Like if it, I think if it weren't for Bird Ring, Envious might have had a had a much well, they would have had an easier time for sure. Uh, but I, I just got to give it up to him. And his Roadhog is absolutely insane. Really, really showing the value of if you're hitting such a high percentage of those hooks and taking someone out of the fight like every time, it's just absolutely crazy. But also, Mickey, uh, you know, the tanks that uh, people keep talking about. We're going to get to this a little bit later, but people, people keep talking about how the meta right now is all about tank action. Uh, Misfits has something to say about that, but it really seemed that way in this match to me. Like, Birdring, I feel I felt was by far, uh, in a way, the most uh, influential player for Kongdu. And then on the other side, Mickey, you could argue, was one of the most influential players uh, for Envious. I mean, his ults, uh, it's a team effort every time. Like, usually there's a there's an Earth Shatter or a boop mm-hmm. that goes into making those D.Va ults really connect with so many players. But it was huge ults from Mickey that won, it literally won them the game. If you go to Eichenwald mm-hmm. at the very end, I don't want to give, I just spoiled the whole thing. But <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, it's it's a D.Va ult that, that wins them the game, um, quite literally. So it, it's coming down to these guys uh, in the tank role a lot. But super you gotta give some games. love to the honest too. I mean, like it's it's chips that's keeping them up and keeping them healed the entire time too. So it's there's a yeah, it was from that. I mean, Hulk too, dude. Like yeah, you don't too. see it yeah. when you're not, when like you're watching most of the vods, but you can see him in the kill cams. And, like you can see people's health and speed and stuff. And like Hulk is on top of his game right now on that Lucio roll. It's actually kind of shocking. And I ha- I think I watched this vod with Mendo or something and the two of us were just like what is going on because Mickey and Coco together, it's like they've been playing together for years. Like Diva Reinhardt combo was never scary and now they make it look like the scariest combo in the game and I don't know. They're like changing the game those two right now by themselves, I think. It's a great combo. I mean, it's not that hard to pull off either. I think another thing It has to do with like, the map for sure, is like the geometry yeah. of the map, but um yeah, it's they're they're abusing it in the times when it's the best to abuse it, I guess. Yeah. I think another thing is like people just aren't used to playing against Diva mm-hmm. and I I'm not I forget when it was but they somewhat recently buffed her ult so it, it takes less time mm-hmm. to explode when you deploy yep. it. So like just that alone, like, uh, you know, Mickey's just landing, like, playing ults with no combo and just hitting, like, a bunch of people. If you place it right, like, it sometimes it's actually just unavoidable, depending on the map. And He made like, some clutch plays on that, with those ults. Yeah, and at the same time, like, Blizzard's, on the same point about D.Va, like, Blizzard's trying to remove, it seems like they're trying to get Lucio off of the must-pick thing, but, like, now that everybody's playing diva no like, the speed boost is so good <laughs> for running away from that ult like you pretty much still need it that's true they won i think two maps actually that you, now that you, like it's funny that you say that because nd won what was a three it was a three to two but the two of the maps i think it was like king's row and something else they won be- specifically because or like it came it wound up coming down to mickey getting a kill on the lucio with his mech suit on, and it should never happen. And like you're talking so much about how <laughs> Lucio is like the counter or whatever. You need the speed, but it was so I don't I don't want to say disheartening, but it was it was a sad way to lose when your Lucio is getting constantly Harassment. slammed by these devolts. That said, though, I mean I want to go back to the bird ring thing because mm-hmm. I felt we I watched I was watching this again with Mendo, but we were talking about how there was a diva on the side of KDU 
who would always be there to counter hooks. Like every time Timo hit a hook, the Diva would be there mm-hmm. with Matrix to yep. eat it and like charge in. But Mickey never did that. He would like focus on the back line way more than anything. And it hurt them and helped them sometimes. So um they just had really different play styles. I think that was the more like that was definitely the big highlight there too, was just seeing how one one diva is completely focused on killing Anna, another diva is completely focused on countering Roadhog, and then you have just Harry Hook with his godlike aim. Like he would pop Soldier 76 Visor and you'd think that he was just controlling his mouse. <laughs> no, definitely a solid play from everybody on NB. It's just, you know, those big moments obviously you just make just make like Mickey stand out or whatnot. Um, yeah. but he was everywhere too. I mean, he was like harassing the soldiers, harassing backline, like you're talking. Oh, yeah, you don't want to just... play anything against them. You're just afraid. <laughs> yeah. And then chips in the back, just keeping them. Exactly. That's what I mean. Chips is like the anchor for all of that to even happen. So, um, uh, really solid. Both teams, I think played pretty well. I, I, you know, Kong, well, we think we talked about it, right? In an interview, uh, Katie, was saying, or at least one of their players, I forget which player it was, was saying that they never lost to Envy in, in any scrims. So I think a lot of folks were expecting KDU to win that. Uh, so seeing Envy not only beat Rogue, but beat KDU too, I mean, is Mickey going to get signed or what? I mean, at this point, it's kind of crazy to, to imagine them not playing it. I mean, one thing to note, like I, I did want to ask you guys is, do you think they can play any other comp right now outside of the Diva comp with Mickey? Because, you know, what happens if Africa... Uh, Africa Blue comes out with some kind of crazy comp that actually counters what they're doing uh, come the finals. Uh, would they be able to adapt at all? I mean, in the World Club, we saw Mickey play almost entirely Zarya. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And Zarya's actually taken a little bit of a hit in this most recent patch, so I'm, I'm not really sure what other heroes he plays. It's a great question. If D.Va got suddenly nerfed or something like that. I mean, it's not going to happen. Uh, that, that's not going to happen, but maybe they come yeah. out with some kind of crazy comp that would force at least some type of a, you know, adapt, adaptation on Envy's part. You know, I actually don't think I've seen him play anything but Saria and D.Va, mm-hmm. uh, now Me that too. I think about it. Tyler says he's really good at Hog, but I haven't seen it. Okay, so basically all the, all the tanks, all the secondary yeah, tanks. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if bro, uh, Harry Hook stays on um, Lucio and they just pick up another projectile. Just easier? Maybe like a, maybe like a shadow burn or something. I don't know. Another yeah. superstar. Wow. Okay. Yeah. No inside information. No, okay. I was going to say. Wow. Shadowburn, really? News, <laughs> news here. No, no. Uh, that'd be too bad, man. Harry Hook seems like he's having a great time playing. I think Taimu is the one that's going to have to make. I, I mean, I disagree a little bit, but I feel like it's Taimu that has to figure out more um, roles and stuff. Like, they need a Genji player. I mean, I guess that's what Gregor was trying to say, but I don't know that they need to. I'm like loving this Internet Hulk Lucio for some reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure. And, I, and Harry Hook's aim is like so crisp. Like you could watch, you could watch from his point of view forever, and you would never feel like, oh my god, what is this guy doing? You'd just be like, wow. So I don't know. <laughs> I feel like if you could get Taimu on Road or on Farah like really well or Genji really well, not that he's maybe he he can't do that or he doesn't want to do that, but if that if they can make that swap or even I don't know, they need someone that can do it obviously. But I think for this patch. Going forward, it doesn't seem so dire. Like they need it now, mm-hmm. so they have time. But yeah. I thought I'm pretty sure Mickey's temp. But I think I heard an interview right that he didn't want to come back. I'm not sure though. Like I think he might be at MLG, but I don't know if that's even confirmed. Oh really? Okay. 
Well, if it is temp, it's a great. It's going to be a great run. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, they're in a good spot right now. They they should finish it out. Yeah, yeah. I'd be I'd be shocked if they didn't. Didn't Africa Blue lose to? Did they lose to Reunited? Earlier in, I mean, in it's the different tournament? patch, different life. Oh, that, yeah, okay, just a different, different game. game. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, well, why don't we move on to DreamHack? Uh, that obviously happened this past weekend or weekend weekend. Um, lots of matches. Holy crap! Right. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch too much of it during the week, but um, did you guys watch a ton of it? I watched the finals for sure, but did you guys watch a lot of the um, the rounds leading up to the finals? I uh, mainly was only able to watch the finals in detail. Mm-hmm rest was just kind of background yeah it was great finals though another uh 3-2 scoreline mm-hmm. pretty fun to watch yeah misfits seems like they're really it seems like they're really good at playing to their strengths i was gonna say adapting at first but like the they ran the triple tank comp with a uh, tracer i believe it, they made it work really well but at the same time they ran two dps like soldier tracer kind of stuff and that also worked really well so I don't really think it's so much as like they're they're learning the the meta faster than everybody else. I just think that their teamwork is really solid and they, they play to their strengths really well. Yeah, I, honestly, at this point, people need to stop underrating Misfits. They they they've won more tournaments than like major tournaments than any other team at this point, point. Uh, and they did it this time in a really impressive fashion. Uh, so over the course of the last. Uh, Two weeks since this new patch, week and a half, however, however long it's been, I don't know, two weeks. Uh, everyone's been talking about how it's the tank meta. Everyone's running triple tank. We even saw Fnatic try running quad tank with two supports. But here comes Misfits out of nowhere, bringing out triple DPS. And this was Tracer Genji Widow comp that they played probably about like, I want to say either a third or like half the time during this grand finals versus Fnatic. Fnatic, mind you, mainly running triple tank here comes misfits with triple dps so tracer get tracer genji widow so it's like a modification of the dive comp so they're, they're running with only uh only winston as their solo tank and this basically allows them to dive with tracer and genji and then while tracer and genji are uh in the fu- in the fray jumping around taking everyone's attention away there's a widow sniping from the side so zebesai played a ton of widow in this grand finals and they won. So after people basically bitching about triple tank all week long, here comes here comes Misfits turning heads. And I feel like they're always going to be the underdog for some strange reason, even though they just keep winning. I don't know. I, I really like this uh, this comp, though. I mean, I, I don't know how you deal with Tracer Genji, like a Tracer and a Genji of the level of uh, Soon and Nevix, like in your face, and then Zebostai is just sniping from far away. Or not even that far. He's just like sniping when you have your head turned. I don't even know how you deal with that effectively. It's it's kind of crazy. There's like a weird, I don't know what the word is, like a matchup thing in this game where some teams will do really well against other teams and then not so well against a different team, but maybe they'll all beat each other in this weird round robin scenario. <laughs> right, right. And I think that that's kind of what we saw here because you're like asking how to beat it. I feel like Envious would have just slaughtered this Misfits comp. You know, just, with with, like, scan just, just get some Harry Hook 76, some McCree yeah. and Taimu and Mickey's Diva and just eat everything and just slaughter it. But then Fnatic has a weird thing going now where I feel like they have a lot of non... Or like they have like too many flex players or not enough specialized heroes. I mean, some players are really good at one hero and that's mm-hmm. all good and dandy. But I feel like 
Fnatic's like spread a little thin. I don't know. They played well, but they didn't look comfortable in their game. They kept like they switched a lot and um well, we saw Cool Mad playing DPS yeah, that's uh, for what I mean. the first time in a, in a really long time. And he was known as an incredible McCree uh, and, and Widowmaker and Hitscan uh, player uh, way back in the closed beta. But it was one of the first times we've seen him play DPS. Yeah, they looked like they were still trying to figure stuff out. Meanwhile, Misfits, like, they won King of the Hill so convincingly. They would win fights that they shouldn't have won just because Soon is insane. He's soon and amazing. Having Azaria that can play Widowmaker and Farah like Zebo is incredibly valuable right now especially when you consider the fact that like nevix and sooner as good as they are it's like you could argue that <laughs> zebo should be one of their main dps players but he's still not the he's still the third best dps player on their <laughs> team but he's still better than a lot of main dps players on other teams they have a lot of talent on that roster for sure i mean Gregor, what do you what do you think of a widow coming in like this plus i mean i don't know that it works against people who can like think or like will react to it differently, you know? Like I feel like Mickey would have been all over that immediately and just nonstop been diving on him or something. I feel like one diva is not enough to shut down Widow, especially if you get assistance from like they're playing Lucio yeah. Zen. Well, Dorado so offense with a Widow, the though, dude, it's like, well, it's well, a little Dorado offense yeah. with Widow isn't even good on the first point. Exactly. I think well, that's, that's what I mean. That's when he ran it and like that's when he went off <laughs> and it worked for yeah. him. So, well, um, I mean, I agree with what you're saying though. There's it's just like so many limited angles. Yeah. So, like, it's just really the thing about that comp is it's it's got a ridiculous snowball and like if you mm. do just if you get that one pick like even if the odds aren't in your favor mm -hmm, right. like it can happen you get that one pick and it's so much easier for your tracer and genji to like just break down the fight and like go in there and, and think about what they have to do and but I, i'm not really sure about the widow question it's like she's she's definitely strong right now i just think people I think you're going to see a lot more teams focusing on like where they position their whole team to just deny her from even being able to get any shots off. And I think that's like the biggest point where people need to improve on dealing with her. If Fnatic on, I mean, I don't want to cut you off. Fnatic on Anubis, they tried this weird defense where they hit everyone in on the point in like that little side room to not let the widow get shots oh, off. But then yeah, they wound yeah, up yeah. just like crowding that's the weird. entire team in there and then they all just got <laughs> it was so bad, but I you could understand the idea was there. It didn't work out, but it, it's hard. And I, I was gonna mention too, what team was Bunny on? Was that the Bunny was on uh B uh, B, uh BK Stars, right? Yeah, so yeah. they would run Tracer like a lot because yeah, he was really good, good at Tracer he's and he good. didn't it didn't look like he wanted to play 76, but when you win a fight with that tracer, like a really good tracer, you just like the ability to win the spawn camp <laughs> battles is so crazy, and it, again, like I think he team wiped them at really their good. spawn at the end yeah, of that he one. He went battle. nuts or something. It was ridiculous, actually. But that was more like what Greg was saying is that the snowball potential is even better now with the way the alts work and the, the tracers. Yeah. We were talking a little bit before the show, just you know, just our pre-show talk um, about Reinhardt, right? And I think both of you guys, at least the Red Grego and Flame, were were talking about how you guys don't actually think Reinhardt's that great right now. Um, is there any chance of not like teams not running Reinhardt in the near future on escort maps and and double CPs? I, I just can't even imagine yeah. that. Like, you think? I think so. Really? I mean, I think wow. I think the Reinhardt Diva combo is like really strong. I think we talked about that earlier, yeah. but it's it's pretty much unavoidable. On some maps, it is unavoidable. Like you just you have to eat one of them. Mm. Um, but that being said, like. With all these tanks, like Reinhardt's effectiveness gets reduced. Like he doesn't just pin somebody and get a kill. Now he pins somebody, and you have to finish him off. 
or mm -hmm. uh, at the same time, since people were running all these tanks, May is really, really good, and May counters Reinhardt pretty hard. He's, he's just really easy to wall off. Mm -hmm. So I, I could see people just being like fed up with having to like play Ryan and just being like, screw it, just like put me on Diva. Like let's, you know. Let's I mean, not, not to mention Diva's the fact hard. that. Yeah, not to mention the fact that Roadhog has become more and more popular. Diva has become more and more popular. 76, more and more popular. If you have those three on a team, you're, the Rhine Shield literally <laughs> lasts four seconds at most. Yeah, the thing, the thing It will that, just go down instantly. I guess like I would expect Reinhardt to disappear on defenses sometimes, definitely. But on, on yeah. offense, he's like a trump card. It's like, okay, they don't have, if they don't have a Reinhardt and we have a Reinhardt, all of our Earth Shatters are going to hit. Exactly. That's... And you just kind of win fights off that. So it's a weird, and like I, that was the BK Stars match that happened mm -hmm. a lot where like one team just wouldn't run Reinhardt and then you'd be like, okay, well, this one's just going to Earth Shatter and then what? So it creates this weird dynamic where. If neither team is running them, one of them should have switched already just because <laughs> of the advantage you get from having one. Even if just even if the hero is doing nothing but earth shattering, it's still good enough to win fights. But I, mean, I can definitely it. see a scenario where you wouldn't want to run it on defense. Right. No, that's a Reinhardt dream. <laughs> when there's not an, an opposing Reinhardt, yeah, exactly. it's ridiculous. Maybe Symmetra's going to block it now. <laughs> that's, that's possible. <laughs> I mean, it's all about blocking the Earth Shatter, though. So if if her thing doesn't block the Earth Shatter easily, then that, it's not as great. But um, all these fights, I, I feel like, are coming down to whose Reinhardt shield comes down first and then gets Earth Shattered and then Diva all peel everybody or whatnot, right? Like a lot of those those matches, at least in the Envy game or Envy series, came down to that. Well, there were teams like straying away from Zarya too, and mm -hmm. yep. I mean, the way you counter the Diva Earth Shatter combo is just bubble your Reinhardt, right? So uh, okay, yeah, that's true too. That's uh, eventually people will figure it out, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Take meta is definitely an interesting spot right now because uh, the two staple tanks have been kind of thrown into question whether they're really uh, necessary on certain points or even even viable. Uh, we still are seeing Zarya, particularly on King of the Hill. Yeah. But outside of King of the Hill, you know, it went from Zarya's being picked like 95% of the time on every single map to I feel like you rarely see Zarya's picked by top teams on most payload maps at this point. Um, mm -hmm. Not sure about uh, not sure about the 2CP, but yeah, it's an it's interesting time for the tank meta. It's a heavy sustain meta right now, and I don't know, Gregor, do you like you like this meta? Just being lots of heal. I mean, honest heal has been one point that a lot of people have been, you know, asking for possible nerfs there. Her heal is just a little too much right now, and and like Ben was saying, just lots of tanks, so it's hard to kill shit right now. Yeah, it's hard. The fights last a long time, and I think people, I think people think it's more hectic than it is because teams haven't. The first couple of days when the patch came out, teams didn't really know how to fight with the comps. Like they're kind of scrambling around, and it just looks like a bunch of tanks on top of each other. Like I think the the comp more benefits from like you're you're running so many tanks and you're running the Anna. Why are you not just trying to stay alive? Because that's mm -hmm. what yep. the comp's good at. And I think you're gonna see a lot more teams have more uh, like a lot a lot better uh, positioning and and like how they approach a team fight, not just like their positioning on defense or something like that. Yeah, there's a lot of times where I feel like people go for fights on defense where it's just like if you if one of you guys just stalls the car, that's good enough. Like you don't need to go fight with this comp. Right. You have a Winston, you have a Dio, you have a Roadhog, just make sure the cart's stopped. And that's what that's like what it excels at, just not dying as opposed to getting kills. And I think some teams lose sight of that 
um, depending on their comp, they'll like try to play a tank comp super aggressively as opposed to passively and stuff. I think that's another reason why Zarya is still really good too, and even maybe even better than uh, Diva sometimes because Zarya has more survivability. Like the the biggest pick potential in this meta right now is is Roadhog Hoax. It's getting that tank out of position so he's like right in the middle of your team and you can yeah, just focus him down really easily. Yeah, exactly. But Zarya can save that person from dying, so she's still insanely good for keeping teams alive. So if you're if you're if that's your approach. Uh, just like outlasting teams and just slowly breaking them down, then I, I think Zarya is still like a really solid pick. All right, guys. Well, uh, why don't we uh, move on to our last segment, which is going to be Q and A. And Ben, I think you mentioned there's some good questions already, possibly in Twitch chat. If you if you do have any questions, go ahead and either tweet them to me at ChamMV or um, just go ahead and put them in Twitch chat, and we'll we'll start adding or a- asking. But um, there's some good questions already, or did I actually misread that? <laughs> oh, I, I just said we usually get lots oh, of great questions. Yeah, yeah, my Not bad. that there's it's good questions bad. already, but okay. I'm sure there uh, are good questions. I'm sure though, they'll so. come in. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, while we're doing that, I did want to. There, there was a charity event that I'd like to plug a little bit, which is the World Builder, Builders Charity Overwatch Tournament, which is at this um, this link here, and uh, the reason you know trying to raise money, obviously for. Um, actually, what is I forget what the cause is actually for. I think it might just just general charity. But they have two teams: the Penny Arcade team and the, and the Secret Hitler team, kind of playing each other. So that that should be a lot of fun. And so far, it looks like they've raised about six thousand dollars. So um, Overwatch and charity. Actually, there's there's quite a few teams. So definitely check that that side out. And I'm sure those matches are going to be pretty fun to watch too, on the World Builders Twitch channel. Uh, so charity and Overwatch always a good thing. Definitely a good thing. All right, another thing. Let's see. Any other questions here? Um, uh, guys, you can just ask us questions directly in chat, and we'll do our best to get to those. You can also tweet at the Overview GG. Uh, there is an email as well. What is it again, Chris? <laughs> uh, the email is just the Overview at shamanb.tv. Yeah. Um, uh, someone asked who's the coolest guy and really cool guys, and obviously that's me. <laughs> obviously. Ooh. The leader of the cool guys. <laughs> uh, okay, we've got a question. <laughs> Farmer Rick asks, how to beat Torb and Symmetra on defense without Farah? I guess this is probably more of a, a, a lower rank question, but what do you guys think? I mean, Torb any good? Like, like, have you guys played with Torb much? Is he even close to being good? No, he's good. It's just... Okay. He's differently good. I, I don't know. I think teams aren't having exper- experimented with him enough yet, and they think he's just like a bad tier pickup. But if you can get Molten Core up on on either side, I'm talking offense or defense on some payload maps, it's actually insane. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends on if they're running Zenyatta, obviously. But I played a game once. I don't know. This, I mean, I, it's a small sample size, right? But if you're pubbing and you don't know how to win and your team's like trolling, just go Torbjorn and eventually you'll get Molten Core. And your team just has to win one team fight and then you build a turret somewhere and then the next fight you'll just Molten Core and it'll win like no matter what. I'm convinced that Molten Core is like the most broken thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The hero's good and the armor's really good, but. And don't build Nana the turret close to you guys. Don't build the turret close to you. And nano boosted molten core is like oh my you can God. like one shot a roadhog. It's insane. Really? It's actually, it's actually really That's a thing. Holy crap. Damn, that's awesome. That's awesome. 
mean, I can imagine. I don't know what if he it one shots. Like. Yeah, maybe two. Maybe two with a headshot. Headshot a roadhog and all. Like, if you're if you're coming down from above or something and you just shotgun all of your bullets into his head, I'm pretty sure it does kill. Him. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's crazy. And like that's nice cool. Reinhardt shield. I'm glad it lasted three seconds. Like, and then the the gun on the ter- on the top of the cart. I don't know. It's it's hard to do, but. If you ever get in that position where you have molten core and you have time to build the card up, and then you, it's pretty scary. It's like a budget Reaper until you get the ult. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. And then it's uh, better than Reaper. Yeah, yeah then it's, it's way better, better than, than Reaper. Because oh you win God. a fight and you get you get armor, and then the next fight your entire team has armor to make up for whatever disadvantages well, you have. Not to mention apartment. you just get at least a little armor to begin with, regardless of killing yeah. someone or not. So it's pretty cool. Um, but to answer part. his question, how to beat Torben Nesmetra with without Farah? Um, Tracer, Tracer, Winston, Winston can kill the the Sinestra turrets, but our, I mean Genji is. can peek over corners from really long distance. He'll die. We need Tracer now. Tracer or Sombra. Yes. The new to kill that, You have to kill that thing. Yeah, you have to kill that shield generator or lose. Oh, uh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna have to be from afar. Uh, whatever. And you, you can EMP the Torbjorn turret. I would think you would just run dive comp and you just run past the, turret. the Symmetra turrets. Yeah. I don't think he cares about the turrets, right? You care more about the, the generator. Yeah. Are you gonna dive comp into? I the room of death, basically. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you dive comp and you're running on Winston, there's no symmetry. That's what I mean. You, there, you need so. a Winston just to wipe those sentries out, even though he dies to symmetry probably straight. Yeah, he'll die to symmetry before he gets the 400 damage <laughs> exactly. on the shield generator. Don't you worry. Well, no. I mean, you run your whole team in there, and he yeah. takes out the turrets yeah. and. We're talking about one character. Whole team needs to take out one character. Yeah, you're, switch your entire that's comp crazy, to dive man. comp and I don't like that question though. Yeah. That. It's hard. I, I'm assuming that's from a pub point of view where it's just yeah. you that has to make the difference. Well, we also have a question from Art of War one two seven who says, "What do you think of Winston as a pick in the current tank meta?" We did kind of just talk about this, but we did see Misfits run. Solo tank Winston, along with the dive comp of Tracer and Genji and a Widow to support, and that that ended up working really well for them. Obviously, they're an extremely unique team. Not many teams have the talent to really pull that off. I, I would say, from my own personal opinion and from what I've seen, if you're running triple tank, you probably don't want a Winston, right? Because mm-hmm. you kind of want more damage output. Um, and you probably want to run the Divas, uh, Reinhardt's, and uh, and the uh, uh, Roadhog. The Roadhog, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, there's also another question. I don't know if you guys want to jump in on the Winston one. Um, yeah, well, I was going to say, I, I think it just depends on what team you're playing against, whether or not you want to run a Winston, because I think the Winston's really good at countering the Misfits comp, the, the Widow Genji. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Like, yeah, I feel like you almost need a Winston to play against that. But you see that Diva Hog, and you're like, I'm not playing Winston. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, we kind of saw teams. it, right? Because we saw Miro was just destroying with Winston, like, you know, a few weeks ago, and then the patch comes out, and then all of a sudden Diva Hog and, and you know, Ryan Hart or whatnot just nullified it. You know, like, the, Miro wasn't able to do much with Winston going into the yeah, quarterfinals. You could, you could tell he was having less fun. I don't know. Yeah. Like, Miro's Winston's on another level. I feel like you, he can't get, to, like, I don't know if you can get to a level that high with Diva, which is weird to say, right? But. Uh, the other question then there was another question oh uh people were just asking about our mlg vegas predictions it is coming up here in a couple of weeks 
it's the next major tournament, really. Well, I guess there's MGA, but it's a little bit smaller. Uh, and of course, the MLG Vegas lineup is FaZe Clan, Cloud9, NRG, Rise Nation, Fnatic, Envious, Liquid, and Complexity. I think the obvious favorite for me is Envious, but this will be this will be an opportunity for Cloud9, this newly formed Cloud9 roster, to really prove themselves. I think that's for me at least going to be one of the major storylines. Obviously, Fnatic, FaZe Clan, also very very strong teams, and could put up a really good fight against Envious. But I'm going to be watching to see if Cloud9 uh, performs at the level that I'm sure that they're expecting and hoping for. I mean, this is they did kind of put together like the super team, I guess. You know, no more Greg out. No, just kidding. Uh, but they, they've got the, they've got a really really uh, diverse uh, lineup. Uh, Mendo and Surefor can can basically do anything on DPS. Uh, so I'm really interested to see how Cloud Nine does here. I don't know. What do you guys think? I actually. I think, uh, oh, go ahead, Gregor. I'll let you go. Uh, I was going to say I actually think Complexity can do really well. I think the metal really? do well for Complexity. I don't know why they didn't do better than they did at DreamHack, but um, mm. I, I actually think it like fits their players like. They have probably the best Roadhog in the world, and Torque is sick on Soldier, and uh, Nick's a really good Widow, so I, I really wouldn't be surprised. I think Torque's really good on Tracer, too, so like Tracer Widow yeah, kind of stuff would good. work for them. Yeah, he's always been really good on Tracer. It's like I think originally is where I remember him playing when I first saw that, that team. Wow, that's an interesting pick. I mean, I, I actually... Wouldn't be surprised if Envious doesn't win because uh, we don't actually know what's going to happen with their roster going into MLG. Yeah. So I think that's the biggest question mark for them. Yeah. Um, um, I was going to build off that and say I'm not still I'm still not convinced that the top tier in Korea is better than the top tier in NA. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not either actually. And I'm excited. I mean, Liquid's kind of been out of it since BlizzCon. They like rushed a few tournaments and probably shouldn't have played in them, but they've had time now, so they like. People forget how good AZK and Mezer and all them are. Mm-hmm. I mean, NRG has a lot to prove at this tournament. That too. In terms of like whether or not they're even like like where they stand in the NA ranks, I guess. There's a lot of bragging rights at stake for MLG, probably more so than any tournament we're going to see for a while. <laughs> That's really true. And even FaZe too. Like FaZe is having a rough time with this meta, but... Back to what me and Gregor were talking about before, where like certain teams can just play around their players more than the meta. I think FaZe has to figure out how to make that work for them with like arguably the best Genji and the best Zenyatta in the game. Or I mean, arguably, right? Not definitely, but <laughs> Right. So like, picks, I mean, I guess we haven't even picked. We just talked about who yeah. we got. Uh, I'll uh, so Grego, complexity is your pick or no? I don't know if that's my pick. I just think that they'll do better than people expect. I would Go with Fnatic for my pick. Yeah, that's a good pick. Uh, you do bring up a, a good point about NRG. Um, we haven't seen They're anything from them in a while, so maybe they're in a hyperbolic training chamber some, somewhere. <laughs> I mean, you guys, you Logitech, guys probably know it's, they're at the Logitech Center. Yeah. So the, yes, Pretty, the answer is yes. They yeah, are. exactly. Uh, they're in no, the lab I mean, right now. I got to go with Envious uh, just because I don't know they they played so well in Apex. Um, we don't know if they're going to have Mickey, but I would assume that they will for this one. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Fnatic, I really wonder how they're going to... I mean, are, they haven't even announced that Hafi Cool is like officially on the team, right? He's still oh, still trying out too. Or, yeah. or I'm not sure, actually. I don't know if he's a yeah, permanent, so, permanent either. Yeah, that's... that's but they, they'll be using him, I'm pretty sure. Um, okay. But 
about half a cool. I think he's been playing like really, really well on Diva. So mm-hmm. I think yeah. that works out for them. Yeah, I'm going to go. I have to go Ed V and Cloud9. I think that's that's where we're going to see in the finals. I'm, I'm with Greg with Fnatic. I just think. I feel like there's going to be so many upsets that no one's ready for. Like, yeah. I'm just looking at this rot, like this pool of players, and you could throw all eight of them into a bucket, and I'm not exactly sure that you'd know who'd come out. Like, the groups <laughs> are going to be so crazy because if it's the top two from each group, and you yeah. have groups with like NRG, phase, I think it's like NRG, phase, and liquid on the same side. Like okay. on any given day, I feel like they could beat each other. There's a lot. Of oh, they have the groups. I haven't actually seen the groups yet. I think it's. I agree with the upsets. I mean, personally, I feel like none of like no team knows what they're doing yet, yeah. or is like a hundred percent set on like what strategies they're are for sure gonna they're keep running and continue to be strong. Like tomorrow, the tracer Genji monkey widow thing could just be awful for misfits, and yeah. then they have to come up with a completely new strat. I, nobody really knows what they're doing, so upsets are gonna happen. There's gonna be quite a few. Yeah, two weeks. And I'm at, so and I'm at the point say. where I don't even want to call them upsets because it's like right. Yeah, there's, there's well, it's a new patch. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to call them any any upset yeah. that happens after a new patch an upset. Yeah. just because it really does. It resets like all the teams to a much closer level than they were before. Which is cool. Which is definitely good. I like it when that happens. It, it keeps things fresh. Good for some. Yeah, good for some, but. Um, I think eventually you don't want too much of it because, you know, we want some storylines. Like, we want dominant teams, I think, just to have... We don't want crazy dominant teams so that, like, you know, it's it's not even exciting whenever events happen, but we want rivalries, you know? We, we want things like that to, to start to emerge, and you can't really do that when teams, you know, get reset after every, you know, month or two. Yeah. So. Yeah, someone, looked, someone posted the groups. It's NRG, Phase, C9, and Liquid on one side. Oh, like, wow. Like, that's a, that's a scary... That's a, yeah. before oh i mean yeah, the, i don't know the other side could be just as strong like no, i mean it could be strong but like I, as far as predicting even one team to yeah. get out of there it's like pretty tough so right. tough how about it's gonna more? be good yeah it'll, we know be, that. it'll be really good <laughs> yeah, yeah it'd definitely be good how about one more question then we'll wrap things up uh we actually had a question about sombra who you know obviously we've we've been chatting about since she was released but do uh, you guys want to talk about how do you think Sombra's going to fit in or if she fits in right now? Is she a little too weak? Just situational? Grego? Maybe? What was that? I'm, I'm Sombra. sorry. Sombra. I, uh, Sombra. What, what do, do I think, think about Sombra? Yeah. How she fit into, or how, how do you think she'll eventually, or will she eventually fit into the meta? I think she fits in now with the fact that people found out that you can hack the health packs on certain maps where they're easily accessible. You take damage, you heal off the health pack and give Sombra ult before anyone else gets it. It's the same exact idea oh, as wow. the, the Ana thing before where you just soak damage, let Ana heal him up, and then you go in with a nano boost. It's it's broken. It's the same deal. It's gonna happen. I think players are gonna run the Sombra for that reason only. It's a really I mean it's probably one of the best uh like engage ultimates because it's easy to get off it's huge aoe you just run in there with stealth and pop it and nobody can use any of their abilities you just kill the ryan ryan can't shield what is he gonna do exactly can't charge that's yep <laughs> exactly but, but still still stronger on capture point and and cough though right I, I would still imagine right it's really good on capture point attack uh i think it's even good on defense i think you have like the option of running dive comp against it 
to just have like a strong opener before they even have the option to get her ult. But if the other team's running like a standard Reinhardt, Reinhardt comp where they slowly poke and try and get kills that way, like Sombra can still get her ult before anybody else before they take the point, and then you snowball off of winning the first fight with Sombra ult. Just so we're clear, um, a, little, for, a little less reliable. Just so we're clear for the the viewers, um, when you're talking about like her abusing that that um, you know ult charge. You're talking about hacking a health pack so that it re basically regens every three seconds. Uh, and every time she gets a heal from that, her ultimate charges up. Correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, that's how it works. It. Yeah, so... That said, though, hitting good EMPs isn't the easiest thing if you know it's coming, um, if the defense knows it's coming. And I think something else to point out is that like, you run dive comp against it, but if you don't win on that first push, like, playing dive comp without health packs is really, really hard times. So yeah, it's, that's true. there's a lot of um, back and forth with her, I think. She's such, she's in such an awkward spot because she's a DPS class, but she it feels like she has such limited mobility, even though she has that translocator. It's like you're all in every time you come out of invis, and then if it doesn't work out, you just <laughs> backtrack out. But, I don't know. She's, yeah. She'll get picked. It's just, I don't know who's going to pick her, and what you're going to replace. Because I personally think you should ditch a support for her. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Runner. I agree. I mean, on defense with like a single healer Anna and then like a bunch of tanky May, Roadhog, Reinhardt stuff and just play around that. But I think solo healer Mercy is still very real too. I mean, her healing yeah. output is ridiculous and very consistent. So Yeah, and her regen is super fast too. So it's Yeah, Mercy on specific good. maps too is just really good. I mean, like mm -hmm. teams haven't been running it, but I don't know why... We haven't seen more 76 Mercy on Hollywood defense. This is great. I, like I mean, so we're, we're talking about so many characters right now that could be viable in different comms, different maps. And, um, you know, having a, a very fluid type of meta on the different maps is, I think, what we want from from Overwatch. You know, we don't want static. Absolutely. Meta, yeah. So, um, you know, it adds more strategy to teams going into matches and whatnot. And, you know, Blizzard's done a great job so far. Is it bad that I don't want the qualifiers for Winter Premiere to happen? Because I'd rather just go into MLG completely blind. That's true. That <laughs> Everyone just comes yeah. in like, oh my god, I don't know what they're going to do. And then it's just like a big slugfest of teams running ridiculous comps against each other. Well, is uh, everybody playing in the qualifier? Or are there just uh, like invited them, right? teams? I mean, are there invited teams though, right? They're automatically in the group? Or is it just... Well, maybe you're right. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't forget Probably if it's right. like the 18 yeah, I'm qualifier. honestly not sure. Because if there are some, you know, some of those teams don't even have to show like anything, then you know they won't show anything, right? But um, but I know what you mean. That would be pretty cool just to have it, have um, just a nice break between, you know, just like some practice time, and then whenever they get to a big tournament, it's just like, oh wow, this is this is cool. Um, okay, well why don't we wrap up, guys? Uh, I know Ben, you gotta get going, gotta. So um, why don't we do some shout outs here? And uh, Grego, it's amazing having you on, buddy. Like I. Been wanting to have you on actually for months, so um, you know that felt like this is perfect time to have you on with the news of the new team, and uh, I, we had a lot of fun with you. So, got any shout-outs or uh, that you want to do, or where can people find you? Yeah, uh, no, thank you guys for having me on. Yeah, it was a pleasure, and the shout-outs just my new team basically. Uh, we're gonna kill it. Just trust All right, me. Have yeah, faith. yeah, and, and you oh, can watch this yeah. new team play in the qualifiers. The winter premiere qualifiers Thursday? you can watch us play on the tenth to the thirteenth, I believe are the dates. Hmm. And then Alienware Monthly Melee. Oh yeah, Alienware, right. Alienware Monthly Melee is on Thursday, two days from now. 
All right, guys, really cool guys. Really we're cool. Them, really them, cool guys. We're going to see how they shine in a second here, a couple really, days. Really cool guys beats the hell out of my dong, man. So, I, <laughs> so is it really, is it R, is it R L Y or is it really, like the words really? Really. Okay, yeah, that's really cool. Okay. Yeah. People have been using R L Y. I'm just like, I should make sure. It's on, I think that's what it says on Gosu. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Flame. Shout outs. Uh, Where can people find Shout outs to my stream. Shout outs to all the people on, who watch my YouTube content. And shout out to you guys. And all the, there's been a lot of help, I think, that hasn't been talked about on Twitch. Like a lot of streamers have been like throwing around their viewers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's been very positive, I think, in the end. Like I have a lot of Adam emotes in my chat. And I don't know how I feel about it, but they're very <laughs> nice emotes. But I, I just mean like everyone's throwing toasts and stuff to each other. And like I get a lot more diversity out of it like people like poke and stuff helping streamers is really cool so shout That's out awesome. to them and the twitch community and yeah that's all I got. Yeah, I mean, it's it's awesome to have the community. You know, this is the Overwatch community, a streamer community, player community, whatnot. It's it's great when we see folks, uh, you know, just helping each other out. And I like to I'd like to hope that it lasts forever. But this time, I mean, at least in the beginning, and this this night, nice, awesome it's awesome. I love seeing it for sure. Uh, Fish sticks, shout outs. Where can people find hey, you? Hey, I don't even, I don't even know if it's honeymoon phase anymore. Yeah, it came out close close beta over yeah, a year that's ago. True. But, but streaming wise, I still think it's kind of yeah. honeymoon period. You know, true. I agree. It's awesome. Um, make sure to tune into Alienware uh, starts Thursday. Then we've got uh, there's actually the Masters Gaming Arena uh, tournament happening at the Gfinity Arena in oh, London. Cool. Um, that's taking place. Uh, it's the seventh and eighth, so not this weekend, but next weekend. Um, so that's got Rise Nation, Fnatic, NIP, and Kongdu Panthera. Should be an interesting little tournament. Then MLG is the weekend after that, which is, of course, uh, eight teams from North America. It's going to be really, really interesting. Then And then you've got the uh, winter premiere coming up. So a number of tournaments coming up really soon. Actually, of course, OGN Apex Finals. We're going to see if Envious can keep the streak alive and, and take a win there pretty soon. So plenty of stuff to watch. Um, as always, make sure to go subscribe to the uh, competitive Overwatch mm-hmm. subreddit. All of this, all of these tournaments get posted about. There's actually some pretty cool resources that have been posted there recently. Um, there's a really good aim tra- uh, aim training guide uh, that was pretty cool to check out. And yeah, I'll leave it there. Uh, go to s- subscribe to the subreddit, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, and I'll, I'll add on to the whole our, our competitive su- um, Overwatch subreddit. There's actually a, a performance tracker sheet. It's actually really, really cool that, um, you know, if you guys want to, you know, check it out, add some of your data to it. Uh, a lot of people, I haven't actually used it personally, but I know a lot of people have used it and they actually really, really enjoy it and it really helps them you know, improve as players or whatnot and just help them kind of give a better sense of like how they're doing um, versus the stats that we do see from the Blizzard site and just the, the other sites that basically scrape the Blizzard site. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a little bit more detailed than that. So yeah, we need, the, that we need the graph. What is that? We need the graph in game, the the SR tracker. Yeah, the SR tracker exactly. We need that. We need that graph because that's like one of the coolest things. I need to see thing. my trends, you know. Yeah, yeah. Do, <laughs> do I, do I ever do I ever gain like, more more points? Yeah, no. Like on, in Dota, you can see like how well you do every average Wednesday or something. Oh, really? <laughs> <Or> like <laughs> set your win rates specifically on Saturday over X amount of time. Important. It's really useful. It's like it I is. It's like you 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 realize like. 
hmm, I have a 20% win rate on Sundays. Maybe well, I we should We talked about this last week, right? Like, okay, when it reaches 11 o'clock, we just yeah, stop Yeah, yeah, there's playing. a specific time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, if you could exactly. see after 10 o'clock, you lose every game. You'll just stop playing at 10 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. <laughs> so good. Uh, but anyways, round out the shout-outs. Thanks to the three of you guys for doing the show. It's been awesome. All of you guys for watching, of course. Uh, those that listen to the show on podcasts, it will be available on iTunes. You can actually check out the, the um, or you can go and find the overview right now on iTunes. If you do have an iPhone or an iPad, and you can do that by searching for Overwatch, and um, you know, go obviously click on the overview. If you do like the show, please uh, leave a five-star review as well as some nice words. It helps other people find the overview. Uh, other folks find you know just this awesome podcast. So um, if you do want to help out the show, that'd be amazing. And uh, you can find the vods if you missed the beginning of the show on YouTube. Also, YouTube.com/slash/ChammanV. I'll, I'll post that up later tonight. And um, yeah, that's going to be it, guys, for this week. We'll be back next week as usual. But for Grego Flame, Fish Sticks, and myself, Cham MV, we'll see you next time. Later.